Master Tavern Keepers, History of the Old World. And so, there he was, Jafar, the black-hearted, master of the jinn, sorcerer without peer, and war master of a war horde of nomads from the depths of the great desert. He stood in the shadow of one of the greatest and yet most terrible of cities in all of Araby, Lashik, the city of Corsairs. An impressive but intimidating sight, for an army of nomads without siege machines nor experienced besiegers. However, Jafar saw no obstacle to his plans, quite the contrary. Rather, he saw opportunity. Only the great river of the serpent, an armada of corsairs upon it, the city walls and the defenders of the city itself stood in his way, surely. Barely a hurdle at all for such as he. To his mind, Lashik was ripe for the picking. Oh, yeah, now this is more like it. But uh, I want to hear all of the details. You've mentioned the city of uh, Lashik many times, Master Tavernkeeper. Mm, uh, you've uh, spent some time there, haven't you? Can you tell us a little more about this city of pirates and brigands before we hear about how it was conquered? I like to uh, have a large and uh, rich canvas to paint the scenes upon in my mind when listening to a good yarn. Ah, yes, of course. You're a man after my own heart. Well, to start with, Le Chic does indeed have the moniker, the City of Corsairs. But truly, it should be called the City of Slaves. For the population in bondage far outweighs the freemen of the massive metropolis. The slave trade is the life's blood of Le Chic, and it is a trade in which the city excels. So much so that this alone is responsible for it having become wealthier than its neighbour and great rival, Kofa. And, uh, well, perhaps even bringing in more annual coin than the capital itself, Al-Hayik. However, as you step off your boat onto the quay of one of its many large harbour ports, it will not be slaves that he most likely to rub shoulders against. Rather, it is probably going to be a slaver, or a pirate, or perhaps a mercenary, or even a rich merchant flanked by intimidating bodyguards. Coin is king in Lashik, and as such, it attracts all of the 
worst elements in the world. But, that said, you can find riches from around the world, interspersed with displays of opulent luxury. Both, though, towering over a mass of destitution and squalor. That said, everything is for sale in the Sheik. You can buy anything, from people to power, from the arcane to the archaic. Oh, I see. But has it always been thus? Is the Sheik a new player on the world stage, or is it an old hand? Ah, it is very much the latter. In fact, the city can trace its origins back to the time that the High Elves still maintained outposts here in the Old World, to the Assyrian Age of Colonization, during the reign of Belshanar, the Prince of Teranok, who became the Phoenix King of Ulthuan, thwarting the ambitions of Malekith, the son of Anarion, and he who we now call the Witch King. Ah, but, uh, sorry, let us not go off at a tangent here, eh? Instead, know this. During the period that the elves occupied a number of places along the coastline of modern-day Araby, the native nomadic tribes of men came to live in the city we now call Lashik. Here, they coexisted with the Asur, the, uh, the elves, I mean, learning from them, well, at least what the elves were willing to teach them, and uh, in this way, the ancient men and women of Lashik became excellent seafarers, laying the groundwork for the true power and life's blood of the city. The plunder of the sea and all who sail upon her. Anyway, what happened was this. After the great clash with the dwarf empire, the high elves left the old world and the men and women of Lashik inherited a glorious city and took to what they knew best, ploughing the waves. It began with fishing and trading in those early years. Alas, though, it did not take long for richer revenue streams, such as piracy and slavery, to overtake these. Lashik quickly built up a large fleet, and this pouring of resources into their maritime might has continued up until the present day. I dare say that the fleet of Lashik is unmatched by any other in the old world, although the uh, armadas of the Druki, the Asur, and Cafe should not be forgotten if we consider the wider world. Anyway, let us now cast our minds back to Heinrich's tale when his uh, grandfather sailed with the explorer Marco Colombo past Sartosa. Oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, his ship was accosted by the Vordaus of the Corsairs of that island. Ah, yes. Well, imagine a vast armada of these, expertly manoeuvring across the glittering waters that lap against the quays of the Sheik. Her docks lined with many more boats and ships, their ropes and sails knocking against their masts in the sea breeze. But although this scene is most certainly picturesque, in fact, I remember that it took my breath away as I looked out from the top of one of the port towers out over the harbour. It is but a golden gilding 
over a rotten core. For beneath the pointed sails of each dhow is a crew of cold-blooded corsairs who will let nothing come between them and their livelihood. And what harvest do they reap? Why, they are slavers, no less ruthless than the fiends of the Witch King in Nagaroth and his dark elven throng. When the men and women of the old world think of Lashik and a shiver of fear runs through them, I can guarantee that they are thinking of one thing in particular. They are imagining being chained up, ready for sale in the great slave market of the city. Och, so did you see it then? When you were there, Septimus and me? Aye, I did. That and much besides. It was just after dawn when we were able to moor the ship at one of the keys to the north of the great chain gate across the estuary to the River of the Serpent. Lashik is a city of two halves, divided by this river. The older centre of the city, the northern half, contains the Sultan's palace and the intimidating fortified citadel, the military heart of the metropolis. This whole area has thick, high walls protecting it. It is the abode of the wealthiest and oldest families, and an area that stands proud of the residences around it. But the real soul of the city is south of the river. The south is more sprawling and far less well defended, apart from the uh, most western portion of it that adjoins the Great Chain Gate and the Southern Keys. In my opinion, this is the best place to moor, as it contains the infamous Kraken Tavern, an excellent place to meet all sorts and get into high mischief. That said, our old boat, the Ava Phantom, has had the fortune to have moored on both sides of the river. Now, back to your question, Cedric. The holding pens for slaves and the great open-air slave market itself are on the south side, over in the eastern portion of the city. It's uh, pretty dangerous over that way for the foolhardy. It's uh, somewhere you need to keep your wits about you. The place constantly bustles with buyers, sellers, onlookers and pickpockets, each jostling against the other this way and that whenever a new cohort of slaves arrive, which is such a regular occurrence that if you were to drink a pint each time it happened, you'd be chucking your guts up by noon. For, literally, thousands of captives arrive at the city docks, are dragged out and then dragged through the city streets every single day. Their destination is the same though. It's the Great Market. The Great Slave Market is basically a wide open space from which ramshackle platforms stand proud. Upon each of these are the sellers and their bodyguards. Beneath them 
is a sea of unwashed slaves, each awaiting one of the wealthy patrons to bid on them and haul them off to who knows what kind of servitude. Lashik is also the home to the slave fighting pits too. And those not sold are more than likely to find themselves there. The morass of pitiful humanity, as embodied by the slaves, is in stark contrast to the luxurious silk tents that surround the market. And never have I seen a more chilling example of the great gulf that exists between the haves and the have-nots. Oh, yeah, yeah, it must be a bedlam, a hive of villainy and lawlessness. Ah, yes, you'd think it would be a den of anarchy, wouldn't you? But uh, that is not the case, not the case at all. It is true that the opportunities and the ambience of Le Chic definitely draws pirates, smugglers and thieves to its keys. But this is something that the sultans long ago took measures to address. The laws in Lashik are very harsh, to say the least, and the slightest infringement is severely punished. Pickpockets lose their fingers, liars their tongues, torturers get tortured, murderers get murdered, and I'm sure you can imagine what happens to those whose uh, transgressions are carnal in nature. Keeping the peace and enforcing the city's laws and punishments is the duty of the army of indefatigable Royal Harim Guard, based in the high-walled inner city in the northern half of Lashik, who constantly strive to spread the justice of the Sultan throughout the entire metropolis. This commitment to order at any price has duly resulted in Lashik being a relatively peaceful and thus prosperous city. Indeed, the influx of coin from the slave trade means that luxury and extravagance are in abundance and the palaces of the Sultan and other nobles overflow with opulence. In point of fact, the residency of the Sultan of Lashik is the greatest of them all, a structure unrivaled except by uh, perhaps those of the Dragon King in Café. It is so immense that it is said that he is forced to own and employ the largest number of slaves of any one individual in all of Araby, just to keep it clean. Hyperbole, perhaps, but I doubt it is far from the truth. But uh, anyway, here is the take-home point. If you remember anything about Lashik, remember this. Lashik is one of the richest cities in all of Araby, perhaps even one of the richest in the world. A prize much envied.